When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome. Welcome to The Big Cruise Podcast. This is Baz, your host, and uh, this is episode 69, which was recorded on Friday, the 27th of August. Um, all pleasure to be back with you. We've got uh, a fair amount of cruise news this week, and we've got a great listener question um, from Louise, which will form maritime history. And we've also got another question in the pipeline, which will Chris will answer next week. So thank you to Louise and also to Alex. Alex, your question will be answered next week, and we look forward to doing so. Just a reminder, if you do have a question, or if you are on a ship or have a ship uh, voyage booked and you would like to talk about it with us and review your cruise experience, you can do so and let us know so by the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, in the top right-hand corner, join the show, and that's how you send um, those details through to us. Little uh, shout out as well to those of you that are liking and reviewing on your various uh, podcast libraries, wherever you're listening to us. We appreciate uh, the feedback. Every review that you do does encourage people to uh, to take a little look at the podcast and our listener numbers are doing great. And uh, likewise, if you think of anybody that uh, might like this show, that loves cruising, loves a bit of maritime history, um, then uh, do uh, just send the link to them um, by all means and uh, say, hey, have you, have you heard of the podcast? Uh, you might like this. And uh, for doing that, we really, really appreciate it. But we're going to get straight into it. Let's get Chris in the studio. Um, enjoy the show. It's always a great pleasure every week to welcome back Chris Frame, maritime historian and all things cruise news. Chris, welcome back. Thanks, Baz. Good to be back. Another it is, week. It is, it is. Just flying past this year. I know. Who, who could have thought? But anyway, we'll uh, we'll jump straight in. And we've got a great listener question, which I thought really tied out uh, maritime history quite nicely. Louise from Pemberton, I assume that's in uh, Western Australia. Mm. Um, asks, I remember reading once that White Star was going to build a ship as big as Queen Mary. What happened to it? Hmm. <laughs> Good question. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, White Star um, and Cunard both found themselves in a situation um, after, the well, in the 
twenties, where they were eclipsed by rival shipping companies in terms uh. of new new builds. Yeah. So after World War One, they'd sort of relied on their old um, tonnage, uh, old ships that they brought back in um, into service, and also ships that they'd received as war reparations. Um, and that had done them quite well through the, through the sort of early to mid twenties, but from 1929 onwards, the uh, Norddeutsche Lloyd and then um, uh, the Italia line and also the French line were all putting in to service new ships. Yeah. And so both companies went um, set about sort of building and designing new liners. Uh, Cunard's turned out to be uh, five, three, four, which is the code name for Queen Mary. So she was Ooh. launched uh, as Queen Mary, but, but, sometime later in the 1930s mm-hmm. um, and white star line also had its own its own plan it was um, going to be a thousand feet in length so similar s- length to queen mary mm-hmm. um, about eighty thousand tons so similar tonnage mm-hmm. um, but the big difference between these two ships um, and and this this white star ship was was named before she was launched or before she was before anything happened to her she was already named oceanic so that, mm-hmm. were, that was what they were going to call it um, so Oceanic was was um, visually quite a traditional kind of ship. Um, it had three funnels. It had the standard sort of long bow superstructure. Um, it had a, a cruiser stern, um, and and even old fashioned whirlwind davits for the lifeboats, a bit like what you saw on Titanic, rather than mm-hmm. the than the gravity controlled yeah. ones that you have on modern um, had on the more modern liners. So quite conservative, but interior wise her um, engineering was quite remarkable and they actually planned to have her powered by 40 diesel engines um, in an era when steam turbine engines were still uh, the predominant way that they were moving ships across the ocean. So she would have been quite a bit different in terms of her propulsion. Um, And the idea was that it would give her enough power and speed to, to capture the speed record. So she could have actually been as fast as the Queen Mary. Uh, But as work commenced on this ship they actually did order steel and have steel cut and started started working on on the on the um on the keel mm-hmm. for the ship at the uh, holland and wolf shipyard the, the impact of the great depression um started to to really hit right. shipping lines yeah. yeah so white star itself which was owned by by another shipping company at this time it it was hemorrhaging money and so they didn't have the funds to complete um to build oceanic so they actually postponed it and and used the materials to to build two smaller ships um the georgic and the britannic which were only twenty seven thousand tons much smaller but they did use these engines so um they they were um they were the britain's largest motor ships at the time which was which was quite quite an, an interesting um little accolade for them but yeah. um yeah so oceanic was never built uh, as it turned out white star and cunard were forced into a merger in the in the 1930s 1934 um and um they went set about completing queen mary and then building a running mate which was of course the queen elizabeth so oceanic was was never never realized but had she been you know in an alternate universe mm. um she may well have challenged queen mary in the normandy for the speed record Brilliant, Chris. That's uh, great. And I love these questions that are coming in that kind of uh, just surprise us and uh, allow you to show your expertise. If anybody does have a great question, send it through via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. Top right-hand corner is join the show, and that's where you can get in touch. Chris, we've got a bit of cruise news to get through. We're going to take a very short break, and then we'll jump straight into it. Sounds good.
week, PMO Australia have announced some requirements around COVID. Yes, yeah, so in anticipation for resuming service um, sometime in the future, they've they've announced now that they will require uh, vaccinations for passengers who are going to be mm. travelling on the Australian fleet. Um, which I think you know, if you look at what many of the cruise lines around the world yeah. are doing, it's it's not um, a surprise. I don't think for anybody yeah. who's paying yeah. attention. Um, now they're you know, P&O Australia is part of Carnival Corp. Um, mm-hmm. They run out of the same offices as, as, um, as Carnival Australia. So um, one of the things that they, they did say is that each of the Carnival brands will have its own, um, you know, policy. policy yeah. But um, this is the P&O decision. So, uh, you know, if I had to put money on it, I would say that the others are going to do the same, but we, we wait and see and find out what's, yeah, what's going yeah. to happen. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be announced pretty soon. There was a whole heap of announcements around a, a clear event like a, a cruise industry event that happened the other day. So mm. uh, watch the space, I think. On the Road to one. Recovery um, yeah. presentation, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And some really good stats in there as well. But uh, we'll, we'll save that for another day because we've got <laughs> some news from Fred Olsen over in the UK. Yep. You know, over in the UK, we've seen a lot of just domestic cruises to nowhere mm. going to the UK. But Fred Olsen have gone one step further. They certainly have. Yeah, they've actually been the first uh, British line to resume, well, cruise line operating in Britain to resume international voyages. Um, they've done a, a cruise with Borealis uh, from the UK to Iceland. Um, and, you know, that was one of the very popular itineraries before COVID. So it's nice to see that one coming back. Um, the, the government of Iceland worked with, um, you know, with the UK authorities and, and, the, and Fred Olsen, of course, to make this um, cruise possible. And um, everybody who was on board was required to be fully vaccinated by the, by the Iceland government. So I suppose that's their, their way yeah. of ensuring that it's um, as, as safe as possible. Yeah, and it's just one of those extra steps to get us all back up and running uh, more so around the world. And uh, our day will also come here in Australia, I'm sure. Um, we've spoken a lot over the last uh, 12 months about different records that have been set mm. um, for different cruise lines when they launch a new um, uh, deployment. And yep. Region 7 Seas have done it once more. They sure have, yes. They've actually beat their own record. <laughs> um, so they launched their 2023-24 voyage um, a brochure, a collection of cruises for that particular um, season um, on the 18th of August of this year is when it was released. Um, and they had their largest ever sort of 24-hour booking period and it yeah. actually beat <laughs> their 2022-23 release by 15% more sold. So, um, <laughs> you know, the demand for cruising, it's huge. And I think yeah. a lot of people have got um, you know, have had holidays that have been cancelled, have been waiting to have the opportunity to rebook and also, you know, would have those future cruise credits as well that they want to use up. So, yeah, it's great to see such a such a strong response. Yeah, it almost looks like the, the luxury cruise lines are, are faring it a little bit better. In the, yeah, their, I'd say so. Their passengers but, are probably a little bit more, not desperate, but itching to get back sooner yeah. rather than later. And the loyalty to the luxury brands is so yeah. strong. Like if, you, if you're a, you know, a Regents person or a Seaborn person or a, you know, uh, whatever, like... Yeah. They, they seem to really like their brand. Yeah. Um, so I think people are just sort of, you know, I want to get on my ship, <laughs> you know, waiting and waiting. <laughs> Have those bragging rights once again. Um, moving into Holland America next, they announced a return to service date for both the Volendam and the Zandam. Yes, the two babies of the fleet now. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, two ships that have um, very sort of loyal followings. Um, so, yes, May 2022, you'll see these two ships re- resume their cruises. Um, so Volendam is going to set sail on her first voyage on the 1st of May, uh, 2022. And then Zandam will follow 12 days later 
Um, Volendam is going to be focusing on the longer exploration type voyages, mm-hmm. which is remarkable when you think about the size of the ship, but she's doing exploration trips. So I guess the demand is really high. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zandam is um, going to be returning to the Canada, New England region, which of course oh, was something that she was nice. pretty popular with. Yeah. And then they also slipped in a little bit of extra news in the last week is that um, Zurandam is going to be making a debut um, on a 128 day around the world voyage in 2023. Mm, nice. Yeah. So I guess she's taking over what the the Amsterdam and the Rotterdam have always done previously, which yeah. is a nice little accolade for her. Yeah. Um, staying with the Holland America family, of course, Seabourn is the, the luxury sister to Holland America. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just announced an updated restart for Seabourn Sojourn. Yes, that's correct. Um, Sojourn is a beautiful ship. Um, and she will be returning uh, for, to the Mediterranean on the 6th of June, 2022. So still a while out for her. But I guess, you know, you've got to keep in mind this is a phased approach that all the cruise lines yeah. are taking. Um, and, yeah, so she will be doing these European voyages, spending summer up there um and it will include the western mediterranean uh and several of the rivieras including the french and italian riviera um, and she'll be taking in gibraltar uh, malta canary islands portugal spain uh, and morocco oh i'm jealous book me on mm, yes <laughs> yes absolutely and i mean Qantas is this week said that they're going to start selling international airfares again from december so perhaps yeah. as we might be um might be able to go on board uh yeah. If anyone's from Seaborn's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Rumours were that uh, Singapore and the UK and the US were probably going to be some of those uh, important first places that we might be able to go to. Yes. Um, staying with the Carnival Corporation, Princess Cruises this week announced uh, the return to cruise for Island Princess and Diamond Princess. But that must put them at a, a decent number of ships back in the, the water. Yes, I'd say so. They, they've got, um, you know, well, this, this, this announcement will be um, for voyages return, resuming in spring of 2022. So, mm-hmm. again, fa- phasing it in, but by sort of mid next year, you're going to see quite a good proportion of the of the Princess fleet back up and running again. Um, and yeah, so Island and Diamond Princess um, undertaking cruises in the Caribbean, which will be their first um, sort of foray back into cruising. And then Diamond Princess will um, be undertaking a season in Japan as well. Oh, she's back up there. Yeah. She's a, a favourite up there, of course. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, she was um, sort of like linked with uh, some bad news there at the beginning of COVID. So it's nice that they were able to take her back and sort of restore that um, that connection. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, those two ships bring it up to eight medallion-class ships. We've spoken a lot about medallion. If you're interested in what medallion is, look at for some of the previous episodes. But um, that's a key to the return to service of all the, the princess ships to have that medallion-enabled facility mm. um moving into viking next and i love this next bit of news because not only are they announcing one world cruise they're announcing two that are running in parallel to each other yes so the viking sky and the viking neptune both undertaking world cruises departing just three days apart from each other both leaving from fort lauderdale so viking sky will leave uh on her world cruise on the 20th of december 2023 so we're looking quite far out now um, and then just, you know, three days later on the 23rd, um, the Viking Neptune will undertake her departure. So two parallel world cruises sort of has echoes of, um, sort of the, the demand for world cruising that was there prior to COVID. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, and yes, yeah, so these are obviously, um, two ships, um, they've got sort of size wise are about 47,000 tons. They've got 460 odd staterooms on board. 
um, and only 930 passengers. So very luxurious experience on board these two ships. Yeah, and these are, this World Cruise, I love the fact that it's exactly the same ports call on both ships, going to, you know, everywhere from Sydney to Istanbul, overnights in Auckland, Bali, Ho Chi Minh City, Yangon, Mumbai, and more. But the full list of that, of course, is in the show notes on the website. Yep. And next up, Chris, one of the newer cruise lines out in the ocean, of course, Atlas Ocean Voyages have announced the World Travelers inaugural season, which will be in 2022. Yeah, it's 2022. And like, I mean, they've got lots of news coming out at the moment because we, we spoke in an earlier podcast about their first um, ship that was that was launched, but now we've got another one with World Navigator. Um, they um, unveil, unveiled their like maiden sort of season um, yeah. with this second expedition ship world traveler so they've got the two of them now um undertaking these voyages uh july 15 2022 is the is the date that this will take place um and she is going to be sort of departing from lisbon and portugal which will be really cool um and she'll sail on well they're offering 11 cruises on board uh for the maiden season from uh, six to twelve nights, so you've got a bit of a bit of a choice there. Um, taking in a, a variety of different um, ports from the Aegean to the Adriatic to the Mediterranean. So yeah, yeah no, sounds lovely. A, it all does. And this next bit of news um, is also fascinating in that uh, Singapore Airlines have decided to charter a cruise ship for its frequent flyers. I know, isn't that funny? You think about <laughs> the airlines versus the passenger ships back in the day, <laughs> uh, the transatlantic story, and of course the, the changes that we've spoken about in history all these times. Now we've got a, 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 a airline chartering, chartering cruise ships so that they can um, reward their, their frequent yep. flyers. So it's wonderful, uh, sort of full 360. Um, but um, yeah, they've teamed up with Dream Cruises, um, and they're going to be uh, undertaking a voyage on uh, World Dream. Actually, um, it's a two-night cruise, and it'll be sort of circling out of Singapore and then coming back. And it's for their Chris Flyer members, or at least their, their high-tier ones, um, because it's for people who they can redeem 50,000 uh, Chris Flyer miles um, for, for a standard balcony cabin, um, or 120,000 for uh, Chris Flyer miles for a palace suite. And I suppose, mm. you know, I don't know about you, but like over the last sort of 18 months, the, the frequent flyer points for from other things like credit cards and what they've been, they've been racking up and you, you can have much opportunity to fly. So this seems like quite a good way to, to allow people to sort of redeem those points for a, for a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, I think I feel like Singapore Airlines have been really clever. They've done lots of different things. They've, you know, offering people to dine on aircraft that are at Changi Airport. That yeah. there's been so many things out in the trade press, but I think this one takes it to the to the next level. To and we do level, know that yeah. Singaporeans love a cruise, and I'm sure the frequent flyers will love the opportunity, particularly if they are those that those uh, upper levels to to experience a palace suite. And you know, these may be the the new cruisers that have never even thought about going on a ship. Yeah, before, which is exactly. Great news for sure. Sounds wonderful. That's all for Cruise News this week, Chris. But, of course, your YouTube channel continues to be loved by the, the fans. Um, you've got a hell of a lot of uh, content on there. I know there's no new mm. video this week, uh, but, uh, you know, what, what can people look for if they want to just get a bit of inspiration? Well, you know, I've got a playlist of tours of cruise ships that, that I'd uh, undertaken before COVID, of course. And, and that's, you know, with things resuming, maybe that's something that people might want to check out. It's yeah. got everything from, uh, you know, Seaborne Sojourn, so the luxury small ship into the market, right the way through to... Um, Explorer of the Seas, uh, Enchantment of the Seas, Aurora, Oriana, 
um, Queen Mary II, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Victoria, of course, all the queens, and a nostalgic tour through the QE2 from back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. If you can't find inspiration there, then uh, I'm, I'm confused. But, uh, yeah, of course, the link <laughs> to your channel is always in the show notes. But reminders. It's uh, the handles at Chris Frame Official. Perfect. Chris, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you once again. We'll chat again same time next week. Thanks, Baz. See you later, everyone. It's me again. Just a quick reminder. Um, if you want to help keep this podcast on air, there's a little way that you can do it. If you're familiar with Patreon, which other podcasters and YouTubers use, that's a way of uh, sending a little donation uh, through to them. We use something similar, but we use a system called Buy Me A Coffee. Um, just like uh, buying your friends a, a coffee in the coffee shop, very, very similar, although you're not physically buying me a coffee, you're making a small donation. And every donation is greatly appreciated because it really does help to, uh, to keep us on air. And the benefit is, once you have made that donation, um, you are... Uh, then receive priority access to the podcast because if all of our supporters do receive the uh, the link to the podcast the moment that it is made live and uh, it can take about 12 to 24 hours for itunes and the other podcast directories to to pick it up so if you would like uh, that priority access then the easiest way to do so is to support us by buy me a coffee you can buy one coffee you can buy two coffees you can buy 10 coffees or you can buy a whole year supply it's entirely up to you but every single uh, little donation through buy me a coffee is greatly appreciated the links of how to do so you'll find in the show notes of each and every episode thanks in advance that's all for today if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave us a review on apple podcasts google podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts until next time bon voyage Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.